0: Good morning, welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, August 3rd, I'm Nyla Budu. Here's how we're making you smarter today. How the virtual school year could push retailers even closer to the brink. Plus, we go behind the scenes of the White House's latest TikTok announcement. First though, Joe Biden's vice presidential decision matrix is today's one big thing. This week, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden is supposed to decide on his pick for a running mate. Hans Nichols has been reporting this out for Axios. So what do we know about the thought process that's going into this obviously very big decision for the Biden campaign?
1: We know three decision trees on the decision behind the decision. And I want to be upfront: front, we do not know who the vice presidential selection is going to be. But what we do know is that Joe Biden is thinking about this, and he has three main criteria. Number one, can this person do the job? Can he be a credible vice president? Will Joe Biden get along with that person? And will he be either a liability or an asset to the campaign? What we do know is that these are the three North Stars that will actually help navigate this decision.
0: And what does that tell us about the way that Joe Biden makes decisions? What kind of clues does this give us as to how he would govern?
1: Very methodical, right? And there's this contrast between the method from Biden and the go with your approach from President Donald Trump. And frankly, we don't know which one's going to work, but uh, we know that they're both set in their ways.
0: How much of the distinguishing himself from President Trump is going to be part of his campaign message of, hey, this is why you should vote for me?
1: You see Biden make this contrast in both subtle and overt ways all the time. Many Americans, those who don't like me and those who do, view me as the antithesis of Trump. And I believe that I am. He clearly wants to cast himself as the anti-Trump. That comes down to decision-making process. That comes down to the response on COVID. And we're seeing it comes down to really how he's running the campaign. The general consensus in the modern era is that vice presidential picks don't matter. That may or may not be true this time. But what is clear is that Joe Biden doesn't want it to matter. Joe Biden doesn't want this to sink his candidacy. And, you know, you talk to Republicans, and this is sort of their last hope at this point. They think that they might have an ability to reframe the race based on who Biden selects. It's one of their last chances. The other chance they have is, is the debate. Republicans are really looking for some sort of moment to pivot the campaign and to focus on Biden. And they hope the VP pick will allow them to do that. And don't be surprised if you see opposition research hitting inboxes the moment that candidate is announced because Republicans have been doing their homework throughout the COVID period. And they've got, I suspect, files on most of these
0: potential candidates. We've heard very little from Joe Biden over the past couple of months. Does that put even more pressure on this because this is going to be such a big moment for the campaign?
1: I think this VP pick is freighted with more meaning just because there has not been anything really coming out of the Biden campaign except for these four policy speeches that he gave in the month of July. So, yes, it does seem like this pick is more potentially influential and a bigger deal because of just the strange nature of this campaign, right? And it's another example of just how campaigning for president under COVID is going to be fundamentally different. But this is, I think, as we can all agree, not a normal year.
0: Hans Nichols covers the Biden campaign for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with how virtual school is decimating some retailers. Welcome back to Axios today. Back to school is usually a boom for apparel companies, but this year with virtual school, they're missing out. Courtney Brown covers business for Axios, and she's here to tell us about who's winning and who's not when it comes to retailers and back to school. So, Courtney, pre-pandemic, what would August look like for a traditional school apparel retailer?
2: I would say if the holiday season for the retail industry is their Super Bowl, the back to school season is like the playoffs. So it's the second busiest time of the year for them. So right now, they typically would see their stores filled with people, parents buying clothes, new shoes. None of that is happening right now. Courtney, is there a way to compare spending for
0: what this year will look like?
2: One research firm expects the level of back-to-school spending for elementary and high school students to be the lowest since 2015. Where back-to-college spending is concerned, they're expecting it to be 40 percent lower than the year before.
0: But there is the other side of this, which is
2: spending that wasn't
0: expected.
2: Right. The retail industry's trade group says that there's going to be so much money poured into electronics to make the virtual at-school experience even better. But other analysts have less rosy expectations for two reasons. I mean, one is a lot of households have probably already made that investment. They had to do virtual schoolings for several months before the school year ended. And the second reason is we're in the middle of an unprecedented recession. So for every family that may put out the money to buy a new computer to buy a new web camera, there's going to be a family that can't afford to do that. And they'll have to just make do with what they have.
0: Courtney, we've already seen some retailers file for bankruptcy. Is there any sense that this lack of business, particularly on the apparel side, could push some companies to the brink of being out of business?
2: Yeah, the retail sector was in trouble before the pandemic hit. The biggest retail companies will be okay this back-to-school season, where the ones that were teetering on the brink, they're going to see a huge shortfall in revenue. And they're trying to adapt to this new reality of at-home learning. Macy's launched a new ad campaign last week, and the tagline was, no matter how we school, let's be ready.
0: Courtney Brown is a markets reporter for Axios. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. Co-founder Mike Allen is here with us, or as he's better known on TikTok, Dancing Mikey. Good morning.
3: Is in the house. Welcome to August, Nala
0: Thanks, Mike. So I was asking about TikTok because the president said Friday night on Air Force One He wanted to ban TikTok. And you've been reporting this out this weekend. Would the president really do this before the election?
3: Yes, I think he really would. But TikTok is getting a stay of execution. Now, he talked Sunday with the CEO of Microsoft, which is negotiating to buy the U.S. part of TikTok away from the Beijing parent company. Reuters reports Trump is giving Microsoft 45 days to work it out. Now, Nyla, I had some conversations with Republican officials, and I can tell you exactly what Trump wants them to figure out. He wants Microsoft to work out a complete break from the Chinese parent company, ByteDance, not just data and servers, but also software. I'm told what's essential is there could be no lingering connection of any kind to ByteDance or non-US TikTok.
0: Mike, how much of this is really symbolic of the fight right now between the U.S. and China?
3: My reporting shows that TikTok is just one piece of the puzzle. You had Secretary of State Mike Pompeo out there over the weekend saying the White House is set to take action against other companies connected to the Chinese Communist Party. So that is hot rhetoric.
0: Mike Allen is one of the co-founders of Axios. Mike, thanks for your reporting on this.
3: Now i have the best week
0: Before we leave you today. We're doing pretty good so far. All is well inside Dragon Endeavour. On Sunday, NASA astronauts Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley safely landed back on Earth.
3: And there we have confirmation of splashdown.
0: The first crewed SpaceX trip to the International Space Station. The successful test flight marks the beginning of the agency's next phase of working with private companies. Dragon Endeavour has returned home. Bankins' wife, fellow astronaut Megan MacArthur, is expected to be on board the second operational flight of the Crew Dragon this fall. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nylabudu. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.